Word of the Lord, which is faith by Elijah. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for showing us once again how powerful you are and how you guide uh, this um, man of God and um, to help him at the same time uh, making him help others. Lord, um, we pray that we can see our lives also in this manner of um, living upon this earth not only uh, for us to experience your miracle in order for us to survive but also to make our lives to be a blessing to the people around us and lord um, may this um, message and this passage of scripture will open our eyes and our mind um, oh god that um, you are their lord and you are um, working in the hearts of men and women and you know the situation of every person here in this room tonight and every condition of our hearts and every condition of our homes lord um, we just trust that um, you will open the minds and the hearts of your people that we may see the principle that you are going to show to us and that lord we may follow you and we, that we may put our faith in you and that lord we will not waver in our devotion in our in the conviction of our hearts uh, pertaining to um, your power and how we understand that Lord um, you are living in our hearts you indwell in us so that Lord um, uh, to give us assurance uh, that you will be with us throughout the end and Lord uh, bless your people once again and help me as a delivery word to your people tonight and uh, I pray that you'll also bring revival and that uh, every one of us um, will have faith in you Lord and will put our trust in you Thank you, Lord, once again, and um, bring us to understanding to your word tonight. Open our minds and our hearts, and bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, please be seated. The widow's house at Saripan. This is a very um, common you know, story. We have heard this story many times, and um, we can, you know, um, extract uh, lessons and um, practical lessons that we can apply and it's very very you know helpful for us especially when you are in times of needs and especially when you are in times of um, you know destitute uh, when you are when you are in need of things and there's nothing there inside that can supply you the things that you need some people especially in the Philippines uh, wow they are just bombarded with problems after problems, especially when members of the families will will be sick and will be confined in the hospital and then uh, it's just too much for them to bear um, the, the, the cost of hospitalization and they have no money of their own, they have no savings, there's, they, they even have difficulties, uh, you know, um, supplying their daily needs and how much more when they are, um, you know, um, uh, plagued with the bills in the hospitals and many others. So again, um, the Lord in that condition knows exactly what the need of the people and uh, some people survive in their needs and some people don't. And some people will just really go bankrupt because uh, there's no way that uh, <clears throat> they can supply the needs. So this story had been a great blessing to so many and I believe um, as, uh, um, you know, lessons also that we learned in the past, and we have been greatly blessed of um, this situation of the woman and Elijah. But here, 
um, there are three matters really that constantly exercise God's people. Three matters that will always, you know, come to us and then we'll learn from it and we, we understand how the Lord worked um, in all um, the circumstances. First that we have to understand is about God's guidance. God is always there to guide us. And I believe that, you know, there's no question in our mind, especially if you have been, you know, if you, if you live by faith and um, you just trust the Lord in your life, um, and God will guide you. And Elijah was also in the same way divinely led by the Lord through, you know, the steps when, when he faced um, um, Ahab, until he flee from the face of Ahab and then the Lord set his you know um, um, uh, refuge there uh, in the brooks brook Tirith and there in the brook Tirith the Lord uh, commanded him to stay there in the brook Tirith and then um, we heard that story last time that I spoke about this and Elijah um, pulled out in the brook, brook Tirith because the, the brook dried up so when the brook dried up, then he moved to the next, and the Lord keeps on guiding him, guiding his steps. And now the Lord commanded him to yeah, go to the city, and you will see that woman in Sarephath. And then indeed, the woman in Sarephath, uh, she's impoverished, she's uh, in need, she's in uh, deep poverty, and in, and, and in the brinks of dying by starvation. But the Lord said that that is the woman that will provide you. Uh, it's not a typical, you know, um, person that will save the minister from 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 the situation of like financial needs. No, how can this woman will provide my need? Uh, she's also in need. She is also she she doesn't have food even. How can she provide the need of Elijah? But the Lord has his, has his way of making that you know woman to be the one that will provide for Elijah indeed we see the story that uh, it was the woman the impoverished woman that the one turned out to be the one providing for Elijah and the Lord was there uh, also to make that miracle so God is guiding his people every step of the way why because the Bible says in Psalm 37 verse number 23 the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and notice this, how, how did it say um, in, in, in the verse, um, it says in verse number 23, <coughs> oh sorry, uh, 37, it's 37, it's Psalm 37, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. You know the thing? That, that word he there is the good man, the person that loves the Lord. He just loves the way of God. He just loves. You know, if you do not love the way of God, if you are Elijah in that situation, in that circumstance, you may complain about God's way. Lord, I don't like your way. You took me out there in the brook, and then I followed you through the brook, and then you, you, you placed me in Zarephath to, for, for someone to provide me there, and lo and behold, that person is also broke. <laughs> now, if, if you if you will complain about it, you can complain about it, because true indeed, um, 
if you look at the situation of the woman, she has no capacity to help the minister. There, there is no way that she can provide for the minister. But again, that is the, the way of the Lord. But the, the good man here, the good man, the steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord. And he, and he delighted in his way. He, he likes the way God does things. He loved it. Because that makes the good man, the person that loves the Lord, to walk by faith every single day. Not to walk by sight. Because if the Lord bombarded with tons and tons of cash, you know, uh, Elijah, Elijah may not have that kind of problem um, that he was facing, but um, Elijah might be always looking at the amount of cash he had, rather than trusting in the Lord, that the Lord will provide uh, every single day. So there is this God's guidance. Always, every sing single day in our life, it is the Lord that provides us our need. Another thing that uh, we always find <laughs> um, in our Christian life is not just God's guidance, but also God's discipline. It is always part in our Christian walk, the discipline of the Lord. And sometimes if you are not really careful about the discipline of God, it will make you to, you know, to get discouraged. It will make you uh, to, to complain, to complain upon the Lord and you, if you don't like God, how the way God does things, and um, why should we go to this through this discipline and all that? But again, that is how the way it is. You see, why do troubles, why do trials come to the Christians? Why? But if you look at the history of how the Lord deals with, with His people way back in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, and and, 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 and many other uh, passages of scripture, you will see that the Lord really, you know, um, disciplined his people. If you are God's child today, for sure you will experience discipline. If you are truly a child of God. Because every child of God, the Lord disciplines. Look at this in Hebrews chapter 12. Do not get discouraged. And in fact, I will tell you, if you are disciplined by the Lord, if the Lord punished you along the way, or you lose your job, or you, 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 you bump someone's car, and then you have no insurance, and all those kind of things sometimes it's so hard to, uh, you know, uh, to imagine. But sometimes those things will happen to us, and it's just by, by uh, you know, certain, um, they, call, they call it in the world um, uh, bad luck. Just bad luck. But again, we don't believe in luck. And um, it's just so happened that everything, every bad things are just coming our way. But my friend, if you just look at yourself, uh, when, when, when you experience those kind of things, see whether you have displeased the Lord. See whether you have caused God to, 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 to uh, pain or you have caused God um, uh, you dishonor God or you displease the Lord because that is where the punishment will come your way. Look at this in um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 3 to 11. The Bible says, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and pained in your minds. You have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son, 
despise not thou the chastening of the Lord. Indeed, in our Christian life, there is this chastening, there is this punishment, there is this, you know, when we do bad things, even though no one sees you, no one, uh, no one looks at you, and no one knows about your bad things, about our sins, the Lord knows it, and the Lord knows how to punish you with that. And because God punishes you, do not get fret, and do not uh, fret with that, and just take it as coming from the Lord and ask for forgiveness and come to the Lord because the Bible says if um, if, if you uh, if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you your sins. So that is God's call upon you to turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I know I have sinned. I know I have sinned. Um, uh, Mom Minda, um, a wife of the pastor that I know, um, she she had the money. I mean, she had money. I mean, um, someone gave her money, and she was thinking of okay, uh, they are in deep need financially, and she was like, okay, um, I will give my tithe, but not this time. Um, the next the next time, money, then I will just record my tithe and all that. And then um, she just went along and and did what she, what she wanted to do and needed to do and. Um, one afternoon, um, she and her husband was driving the jeepney and passing through carbon market in Cebu. And that carbon market is very, you know, jeep there was very slow because there's a lot of vendors from each, each side of the road and, and a lot of people crossing the road so uh, the, the jeep will go very slow. And there, without her you know, attending um, um, carefully with her, um, you know, pouch, with her wallet, the snatchers, the snatch the wallet. And they tried to retrieve that, but they could not retrieve it because the snatcher would just go into the crowd and into the deep uh, places there in the buildings. And they discuss over what's, in, what's inside, what's inside your wallet, what's inside there. And then um, she knew that she had 2,000 there, 2,000 pesos in that wallet because that is the remainder of the money that she received. She received 20,000. She received 20,000 and the snatcher, you know, took, took her tights. <laughs> I'll tell you, the husband, because the husband was also the pastor, he said, see, I told you, it's better for you to put your tithes in the church rather than someone else will take your tithes. <laughs> and um, it's just, it's just the Lord will will deal with with with. I do not know why the Lord allowed her to experience that, but it was um, it was really a direct, like you know, direct confrontation from the Lord. And and why she did that. Um, she decided not to not to give that, but again, no one knows it. No one knows it. It was just her. It was just her decision not to give it this time because they are really in need. And anyway, um, she 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 is like um, um, intending really to 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 give it in when 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 time will become you know easier. But the Lord will indeed discipline His children, and when when when. She got that discipline, and, and she was she was hurt because she needed that money, and 
she was really hurt when, when that was um, taken away. On the other side, she was, she was um, joyful in the Lord and said to the Lord, Lord, I am really your child. <laughs> I am really your child. Because the Lord deals with her straight away uh, of her, um, you know, the, the things that, that she should not do. So we praise God. You know, if there is something happens to you and you remember that you have done something wrong and something happened to you that you don't like, you better thank the Lord. Do not, do not be grumpy. Do not be um, discouraged. Just thank the Lord and say to the Lord, Lord, thank you. Uh, because I, I, I got this. I, I remember my sin. Uh, Lord, uh, please forgive me. And thank you for reminding me. And the, the Lord, with that, I will tell you, the Lord will run. Um, to help you also and to make you able to stand again and, and go back again to your, um, you know, in the days of your blessings and the Lord will shower you, visit you with, her, with his blessings. Another thing that we can find um, in this story perhaps is not just God's guidance and God's discipline but also God's provision because he has proven this time and time again. He has, he has provided the need of um, his um, people in the past. He has provided the need of Abraham. Remember Abraham when God called him out of his um, country and, uh, to move out to another place. But before that um, Abraham had to offer his son Isaac and um, Isaac was asking his, his father, Dad, actually um, we've, been, we've been doing, uh, we've been doing um, offering many times. And why? why? Why we don't have offering? Where is the lamb for the offering? We have the wood, we have the pie, but where is the lamb for offering? You know what Abraham said? Son, the Lord will provide for an offering. But um, I, Abraham already confirmed that um, it's his son. It's Isaac. It's going to be offered. It's going to be Isaac that will be killed and, and, and will be burned alive. I mean, not maybe alive. He will kill, he will kill Abraham, I mean, Isaac first before, before um, putting um, Isaac um, on fire. But with that, Abraham was so determined or uh, so convinced that the Lord will provide. He said to Isaac, the Lord will provide. And indeed, when he was about to uh, to kill Isaac, and you know the story that the angel stopped him, and and the angel stopped him from doing what he um, wanted to do, and 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 in the minds of in the mind of Abraham, he knew that the Lord can make Isaac back to life again. There, there is nothing that can uh, that can stop it. The Lord, if he kills. Um, Isaac, the Lord will make Isaac alive again. He is very, very convinced about it. But the Lord did not allow that Isaac uh, to be healed. And the angel stopped um, Abraham from um, harming the child. And while, you know, the conversation was there, and the angel was stopping Abraham, and Abraham, when he looked to the side, he saw a ram, you know, a trap in the, in the, in the uh, thicket. And 
that was the provision of God for in replacement of Isaac. So in that, again, the Lord has proven that our God will provide. The Lord will always provide. I don't know about you, but He is a you know, provider, even until today. He is providing to all the people uh, that put their trust in the Lord. Those people who put, who put their trust in the Lord, and the Lord um, provided their needs. So here, Elijah had been at the brook Cherith at the start of this story. And he was there for about a year. For a year, Elijah uh, was provided by God. All this uh, supply came along. Um, the, the, the food just came. Um, the, uh, the ravens provided, supplied the food every morning and every evening. Every morning and every evening. The ravens provided Elijah food, and he drank um, by the by the brook Cherith. But when time came that the brook dried up, when the brook dried up, that was a big problem because that's the only source of water for Elijah. But when the brook dried up, does that mean that God failed? No, because uh, as we know the story, it was a time that uh, God was about also to lead him on, to continue on to the next, you know, stop to the next station. So the Lord um, commanded Elijah to, you know, get up, you know, pack your things up and then we have to move. You have to move. Then where to? Where is he going to move? Then the Lord clearly, you know, articulate that um, instruction to Elijah that Elijah had to move to Zarephath. And remember, the brook dried up because it has been it's it's been one year that there's no rain. No rain. So if he moved out of the brook and go somewhere else, still there's no water because there's no rain for about a year. Now um, Zarephath is the place that God commanded Elijah to go and um, he included in the instruction is that there is this woman there there is this widow woman now when we talk about widow most of the time the widow they are really hard up financially because women in those times could not work only the men work only the men can find this money and you know, lavish their family with food and material things and all that. Only the men can do that. The women, no, they stay home. If the, if the husband dies, then that would be a big tragedy to any home whose husbands um, die. And that's what happened to this woman. Um, he, the woman, the woman's husband died, and now she's a widow, and there's there's famine, there's no water, there, there is no food, there's no, um, um, there's no more oil, there's no more flour, there's nothing there to cook, there's nothing left. There's only a little, a little um, uh, amount of flour and a little amount of oil. And that's what's left there um, for her and for her family. 
So now here, let's take a look at this uh, story because this is very interesting story and it will prompt us to uh, have our faith uh, placed upon the Lord. It can, it can um, make us, you know, um, put our faith in God and knowing that the Lord our God will be the one that will sustain us despite of a seemingly um, disparate situation. And the situation was disparate already because there's, this is just the first year of the drought. And the drought will, 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 will be stretched to three and a half years. They have not even halfway there through the drought. So this is going to be a very discouraging situation for uh, this woman. That at the first year of the drought, they already ran out of food. They, they ran out of flour. They ran out of oil. And the next thing is the water. So this is really a very, very um, dire situation for this woman. But the first thing that we are going to see tonight is this widow's distress. He, he heard distress. We do not know how long she had been a widow. It's not told in the story. Uh, we don't have uh, her name even. We do not know the name of her son. And we do not know who else, but she has maybe several other people in, the, in their household. But um, seems like she's the one that's looking after the entire family. Maybe maybe she has a parent um, that's you know an elderly and just also being dependent on on her. But again, that's what happened there. Um, we do not know much about this, the, the the details of this woman, and um, we are told that she had one son, and probably in those times before her husband died. Um, she might be well provided for and now she's suffering perhaps because mainly uh, as a result of the drought, the result of the famine and that's why we, 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 we arrive to this point perhaps this woman is also a godly woman perhaps she's also um, a believer there is a hint that this woman Perhaps a believer because when when Elijah approached her and they had this conversation, then this woman said, As the Lord thy God liveth. So this woman recognized Elijah as the man of God. And she, I believe, is also a believer of God. But again, even though you are a believer of God, you can experience famine. Yeah. You can experience hardship, but it does not mean that that's the end of your life. Yeah. We may go through that famine, we may go through that hardship. Why? Because God has something to do miraculous things in your life. He wants to perform, you know, things that can glorify His name. Just like what happened here. The famine that, the, that this woman experienced turned out to be a great blessing to Elijah and to her family and to even us today that read this, this um, story of this woman. So this widow's distress can be a blessing to all of us. She had come to the end of her resources, but this is where the Lord can work in her life. At the end of her resources, 
I'll tell you, if this woman was well off, there is no miraculous power of God would happen. This story of the flower that's supposed to be gone long time ago and the oil that's supposed to be gone long time ago, but miraculously, the Lord keeps on like supplying that every single meal, every single day, every single week, without you know, failing, and it, it, it enabled the entire family to survive, that story could not have happened if this woman was well off. So praise the Lord that this woman was in the situation of need so that the Lord can perform His great and mighty work Amen. in the life of the woman. She had come to the end. In verse number 10, you will find there, and verse number 12 tells us, she was about to take her last meal with her son. That's the last meal that, that they have. Now, um, this also tells us that in your life and mine, we can also experience that we come to a point where this is the dead end. <laughs> this is it. There's no way out to this situation. There's no way out. This woman felt that there is no way out in this situation. The grounds cracked because of, you know, um, the, 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 the heat. The, 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 the leaves, you know, dried up. There's no rain for, for one year already. And there's no food inside. There's nothing there. There is no hope of the future, and everyone maybe in that city, in that place, sees the same thing. But here, this woman come to the end of her resources. In the Philippines, it's very common. Many families there would come to the end of their resources. Not so much in New Zealand. Um, I cannot really see anyone in New Zealand that would need, you know, last meal and all that. They have not. Here in New Zealand, if you really have no money, I'll tell you, you can go to this in the city, the city mission, and, and you go to Salvation Army, and, and you, 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 you know, you call your pastor. They will provide you food. They will deliver you groceries. If you try it tonight, then... <laughs> Brother Bob will deliver, will deliver grocery to your door. And it, it's, it's very rare to happen uh, in New Zealand, but it's very common in Philippines. It's very common over there that families really, last night, I talked to a man, and I talk, I was texting. He keeps on this thing, I, I just ignore. Sometimes I will ignore him because seems like, you know, I am being ripped off, you know, I just, I just help him. I just help him with this, you know, his need, I'm oh, sorry, I need this, okay, okay. Yeah. I said that five days after, he has another need. <laughs> um, sometimes I will, I will not say anything, I will just wait until one month already, one month already, and um, he texted me almost, you know, every two, every one, every two days. But yesterday, I think he texted me three or four times. 
until I I see his message they say pastor I am just waiting for miracle <laughs> yeah. we have no food I do not know if I can uh, not uh, yeah yesterday Saturday I do not know if I can go to church because I want him my brother I want you to go to church um, who is your pastor what's the, what's the name of your pastor because me when I help I want the person to be in the church then I will send the help to the pastor and the pastor will give to this man so that he will come to church so that's what I always do I don't as much as possible I don't want to give the help direct to the man because who knows you know so I, I, I how can I verify this person is this person real I know he's real I know him but what I what I want to see whether what's his life uh, does he does he go to gambling house or is, is he is he a drunkard or is he is he drinking and all that I don't want that if if the person is drinking I will not give money I will, if he really is in need maybe I will just buy grocery and all that deliver to his house but I remember I communicated one person uh, that we sent the money to uh, for him so I was able to um, talk to that lady. I said, how is this man? How, what, 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 what do you think of him? So, no, he's really good. That, uh, that man is really good. It's just that he has a lot of children and yeah, he, has no, he has no job and he has eight young children, very young, ch young children. And uh, he married twice so that uh, he left uh, uh, her, his wife, previous wife, left him and then um, married to another and he found a younger uh, woman and then um, they have a lot of children, eight children in a row, and they have no money to uh, buy food. And and said, uh, I said to him, go to church. Then um, I want to talk to your pastor. And he said, I do not know, pastor, if I can go to church. Uh, we have nothing to we have we have nothing to um, to cook tonight for for lunch and dinner. We have nothing. But. Um, I talked to the lady and said, uh, yeah, really, sir, that, that, that man, I, I really pity him. He has a lot of children, and there's no work around this area. Um, the harvesting, uh, the harvest time is, uh, is not yet. So his children, even though young children, they will go to the field and harvest, and they can um, gain money, and they can get money from harvesting, but there's no harvest in this time. So, okay, so I asked, I asked her to... Um, buy grocery, buy a, um, a bag of rice and sardines and all that. But I did not respond to uh, to the man. Uh, just later on, he texted me, uh, Pastor, thank you for the grocery and and the lady also uh, thanking me for uh, because he she wanted to help but she could not help too. She has she has no capacity to help. But you see. Um, very common in the Philippines for people like this that even their meal they have difficulty um, providing for their children and for many times they, they, they found themselves to be you know that they are at the end they are at the end of their resources and they do not know and just like him he just said pastor I just I want, I want just to pray for miracle. Because me also, I have been helping this man for many, many years. I've been helping him 
many, many times. So I just don't want that, you know, uh, people will, will take advantage of our generosity and, and we do not know what, what they are using, uh, with, uh, where, where they use the money, whether they are buying something that we don't like or like drinks or, or cigarettes. But thank God that I was able to contact that lady and confirm to me that uh, that person really is in need. You see, sometimes the distress um, of um, the person that the person experiences, that is the distress that the Lord will use so that the Lord can perform miracle. I believe he would be very happy, you know, when, uh, as, I, as I noticed that he, he is praying for miracle to, to be able to eat for dinner. Uh, I said, this is, this is serious. This is really serious. So, and he did not know who will, who will provide for his needs. And thank the Lord that I had a, I had a chance to, to do that yesterday. You see, um, it is just our God is really the one looking after the need of his people. Do not, you know, um, think that the Lord has forgotten you. Do not think that the Lord will not um, come to your, uh, you know, help when, in times of your need. In Psalm 84, verse number 11. Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O oh Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusted in thee. I, I said to the man, I said, Brother, you just put your trust in the Lord. You just put your trust in the Lord because there's no one else in this world that we can uh, put our trust to. You cannot even trust, you put your full trust in your parents. You cannot do that because at any time our parents will go. At any time our parents will die. You cannot even put your trust in your friend. You cannot put your trust, uh, your your uh, full trust to your spouse, to your wife, to your husband. Because at any time, your husband can go. Just like this woman. Perhaps before she, she was experiencing lavish provision of their needs. There's, there's no need. Uh, there was no famine. And the husband maybe was working. And then everything was well. We have everything that they need. And... All of a sudden, there was famine. All of a sudden, the husband died. And all of a sudden, we are at the end of their resources. You see, but every person that puts his trust in the Lord, that man, the Bible says, blessed is the man that trusted in thee. What a blessing it is when the person just put his trust in the Lord. We see that this woman perhaps was a believer. I believe, and I have the inclination to believe, that this woman was indeed a believer because, you know, um, she recognized Elijah. She recognized Elijah to be, you know, the servant of the Lord. In verse number 12, it's very clear. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth. Now, she recognized the Lord, and she recognized Elijah as the servant of the Lord. So this person must be a believer. But yet, even the believer, the Lord will allow, will allow distress in their life. But again, you see the point here why the Lord um, 
uh, allow this so that for this purpose that in the end the Lord our God will be exalted it is the Lord our God that will be magnified in the needs of this person and in the provision of Elijah's you know faith and this woman was you know encouraged in the faith and then when faith comes then the Lord was able to perform his mighty work you see the seed that makes the, the the words in Romans 8.28 to be true offer to be true to Elijah. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You see, if you are experiencing trouble, it does not mean that the Lord has forgotten you. It does not mean that, you know, the Lord does not know anything about your problem. No, the Lord knows every width of your problem. Every small item of your problem, the Lord knows it. But this woman experienced that even though she knows the Lord, even though she's a believer, and yet she experienced that distress, allowed, the Lord allowed her this, uh, distress to come, and then this woman came to the point of losing her hope. In verse number 12, you can see that she lost her home. She thought that she was preparing her last meal before she and her son died. Notice verse number 12. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am uh, gathering two, two, two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my, and my son, that we may eat it and die. That's very, very, um, you know, um, touching. That's very, um, the situation of this woman is very dire. But the, the question is, why did she lose hope? Why is she thinking of dying now? Why, why, you know, if she believes in God, she has forgotten that the Lord can rescue her in this situation. Why this woman, you know, why did this woman lose her hope? Why? Probably, maybe because even though she is a believer, she has really, you know, not trusting the Lord. She, she, she was a, a believer and yet, Instead of her focusing on God to look only upon the Lord, she looked upon the, the container of rice, she looked upon the fridge is empty, the pantry is empty, and, and the bills piling up, and there's no way that they can pay, and that's why she, she lost her home. And that is the situation and the problem of so many Christians today. That problems come because they are looking at their own, you know, resources. They are not, they are not considering that the Lord our God is able to provide. They have forgotten that our God is the one that will provide. I remember, um, when was that? Uh, 2016 or 2017? We had our camp, maybe earlier. Our church was very small. We have no money in our camp probably three thousand or less dollars in the account and now our 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 cap is coming 
An outcome could cost us a lot of money. And we cannot borrow money to the, in the bank. There's, there's, there's no one that will allow us to borrow money, but we have no money. But when we have our camp, we have to, you know, at least prepare some money because we pay this and food and uh, other things, plus our speakers, the accommodation, and, and well, food for uh, the camp, and many other things. Most of the time, it will probably cost us 7,000 in those times, 6,000, 7,000. But our money is only 3,000. We have a deficit, uh, if you look at the situation, a deficit of like three or four thousand. And there was this like, you know, um, people are trying, uh, inclined to think that we will just pass this year. Uh, we just maybe prepare for next year. And I thought about it and, and again, that, that this is a matter of pain. Uh, I, I think I said to myself, this, this is Lord, this is yours. And we need this. I know that our church needs the camp, and uh, th that is where we we really, you know, gain so much spiritual strength in the messages of the camp. And Lord, we cannot miss this. Um, help us that the, the the need will be provided. And then the the camp, you know, uh, keeps on like uh, closing nearer and nearer. The the money still got there. And we, we I, I began like advertising it to the people and and make the people like commit for that camp and uh, we praise the Lord that uh, people almost all of us uh, all of the church um, joined the camp and I'll tell you everything went well the the love gift for the speakers and um, the accommodation and the food and everything the, the campsite is paid for. Everything is uh, just a blessing. It's just a blessing, and then at the end of that, we look at the uh, we look at the expenses and uh, how much uh, money we owe. There's no owing. There's no owing. Everything is provided, and in fact, the money rose a little bit. <laughs> Instead, the money will be gone. You know, all that money will be gone, and yet the Lord, you know, provided the need and. There, there was really a real blessing. If I was afraid, because it might end up that we will be borrowing money somewhere, if if I was afraid to um, go ahead with the camp, we must have missed all the blessings in the camp. So again, um, it happened another situation in our New Zealand, um, Australia, New Zealand conference in 2017, and this one is real. No expensive one because a lot of pastors will be coming and um, as a matter of you know our love for the pastors as much as possible um, it is in my heart that I don't want the pastors to, to pay money for their accommodation and uh, we will we will provide that for them for free out of you know love for them and, and I want them to relax here um, I want them to enjoy the fellowship, not to spend so much money. And some of them will fly in, so they will pay for their own flight if they come for, you know, um, uh, within the country. So I will give them like um, petrol cards and all that. And that one is really um, very costly. But again, at the end of the conference, we look back and see how how much did we spend and how much money we owe, if there's any. There's not. 
Everything was provided. And before that, I tried to make this letter. For the first time, I, 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 I wrote letters to my friend here in New Zealand and invite them, you know, invite them to come. And we are also like asking if they are, if the Lord impressing upon them to, to donate for the need for the speakers and all that. And um, two of them responded with a positive re um, um, response. And one, um, one gave, um, no, both of them, both of them gave um, 1,000 each, so we have an extra uh, $2,000 to, to pay for, uh, to, to give to the pastors for love gift. I'll tell you, um, it was again a great blessing to our church, and yet the Lord provided the need. Every single need, um, our church in those times, so our church was not really uh, prepared financially, but um, I just trust that the Lord will supply the need. And again, uh, we, we could say, okay, just put this off this year, we'll have this next year. We can say that, and we can do that any time, but the, the, the blessing of the fellowship, we will be missing it for the rest of our life, we, because we cannot have it, and we cannot regain it. You see, this is the problem most of the time in our Christian life, in our church life, in our Christian life, if we pin our faith to anything down here, my friend, we shall certainly lose our hope and, and our faith will falter. If you will just look at the money in the bank and decide whether we will go ahead with the things of God. We will not go ahead with the things of God because this is, this is just how much money we have in the bank. If we base, you know, the work of God based on the money in the bank, I will tell you, we, we are really greatly, greatly wrong in that. And we are not living by faith um, so that the Lord will work His uh, miraculous power in our lives. In other words, we disallow the Lord to perform the miracles. In other words, we do not put our trust in the Lord so that the Lord can work in our midst. And who will be, who will be, you know, uh, missing all those blessings? It's the people. The people could not see the working of God because maybe the pastor, the pastor uh, did not um, put his faith in the Lord. And that is uh, one thing that um, we pray that will not happen to us, that uh, we will base our things on the material um, availability uh, before we... Um, do things for the Lord. The widow's distress here is a source of a great blessing, not just to this woman, but to all of us who believe in the Lord. It's because the distress of the woman um, was providentially, you know, and the Lord miraculously performed His power. Another thing that we can see in this story is not just the widow's distress, but also um, the prophet's faith, the faith of um, Elijah. Elijah is a man uh, that is, I would say, really powerful in prayer. Um, this man had been tested and proven by God um, to have faith in God, and he is a man that the Lord needs at the time. Um, the faith of Elijah was 
really evident. He had faith to take God at his word. He believed what God said to him, that everything that God said to him is true. If you look at it in verse number verse number 8 and to, uh, uh, until verse number 10, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 8, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. And notice the response of Elijah. So he arose and went. This is a man that despite of the impossibility of what's going to, you know, to, 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 to face ahead of him, the Lord already told him there's a widow woman. Now widow in the time of famine, that's no tantamount to nothing. His her ability to help is zero. Financially, zero. What can a poor woman do to help the ministry in the time of recession, in the time of famine? It's beyond, you know, um, the ability of this woman. But he, here, the woman, uh, Elijah was already told by the Lord that the Lord said, I, um, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So Elijah here, Elijah just leave on the word of the Lord. He just leave on the word of the Lord. Lord, whatever you are going to say to me, I will just follow it without question. I will just follow it without question. That's exactly what Elijah did. And praise the Lord for there are people really that will just follow the Lord without question. Will follow the Lord and whatever God says, that's what they, they will do. The ten tribes, I mean the ten spies against the two spies, they brought in and the, those bad reports and evil reports. Oh yeah, the land is the land is a beautiful land, the land of milk and honey and, and, and pomegranates and all those uh, blessings there. But the people there, we have no power against them. The people there are giants. They eat their inhabitants. They eat their people and, and they are they are so big and we are so small in their eyes. We cannot go there. But um, Joshua and Caleb has different spirit. And they said, no, no, we are well able to go there. Those giants are bread for us. If the Lord be with us, then those, those uh, enemies, uh, we will be able to conquer them. And then instead, instead of like, you know, giving in to uh, Joshua and Caleb, these ten, ten, ten spies, the ten leaders, they pick up stones to kill, supposed to kill Joshua and Caleb and Moses. With if, if not of the Lord, you know, uh, the glory of the Lord descended and filled the place with the, with the clouds that they could not see. Where is Joshua? Where is Caleb? Because the, the, the other leaders were ready to kill them. And the Lord saved Joshua and Caleb. You see, there are people really that will just follow what God said. Now we can do that. We can the Lord, the Lord, if the Lord be with us, then nothing, nothing should be possible. So here you see 
Uh, Elijah is just like that spirit. He just loved the word of God. He just he just follow and obey the word of God. Whatever whatever God said to him, just like Joshua and Caleb, whatever Moses told them, whatever Moses told them, they would just follow it. Because they believed that Moses was a servant of God. And then they believed that, you know, uh, God's favor was upon Moses. So they, they just put their trust on what Moses would say uh, to them. And they would just follow him. So Elijah is the same. Elijah's faith was very strong. He was very strong. He has a faith like that of Abraham also. Abraham um, um, experienced, um, you know, problems in his life, but he just put his trust in the Lord. And despite of the impossibility, there is no question in the minds of Abraham and Sarah and, and the children um, uh, of uh, Isaac that the Lord um, will perform it because the Lord promised it. If you remember um, in Romans chapter 4 verse number 17, you will find there the story of Abraham. Even though he was very old and um, he had no children and yet the Lord promised to him that, you know, Abraham, your children will be as as many as the sands of the sea. You will have a lot of children. Don't worry about it. I will make it happen. Abraham was just embraced that promise. Even though he was very old. He gave that promise. And notice here in verse number uh, 417. As it is written. I have made thee a father of many nations. Before, before him whom he believed. Even God. Who quickeneth the dead. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. So things that is not really going to happen, but they are going to happen. Verse number 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall they say be. And being not weak in faith, he considered that his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith and giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. You see, whenever God said that, he knows by all means the Lord will perform it. That was Abraham. 100 years old. 100 years old. When he was 99 years old, there's no sign that he would have a son of his own from Sarah. There's no way that he, he could have a child because Sarah, the Bible says here, neither did the deadness of Sarah's womb. Sarah was already, you know, she was barren and is in that state for nearly 90 years. She was already nearly 90 years old. And Abraham was nearly 100 years old. But you see, Abraham was very strong in faith. The same is true with Elijah. Elijah was very strong in faith. Elijah had faith to make an unusual request. 
He made that unusual request. I will tell you, we can ask God unusual requests. Prove that to the Lord. Lord, there's nothing impossible with you. But only, only that you are going to make that request to, for God to be glorified. Not us, not anyone, but for the Lord to be glorified. If the Lord will be glorified, the Lord will perform it. Just like Elijah, he made a very unusual request. What was his unusual request? Notice that in verse number 13. 1 Kings <coughs> chapter 17, verse number 13. <coughs> the Bible says, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof, uh, make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it unto me. And after made for thee and for thy son. Now this is very strange. This request is very strange. How, how come that this man should ask and say this to, to this poverty stricken woman? How should Elijah can you know uh, um, um, stomach this request? Asking food from someone that is already starving. How, how can a man of God or a pastor can do this? But make me first a small cake, bake it for me first. That is very selfish. But again, this scenario was a big test to the woman and her faith. But this scenario also was a big test for Elijah. Because Elijah will look at this, this is not fair, Lord. I do not want to do this. I don't want to get anything from this woman. She's very poor. Remember Apostle Paul? When, when Apostle Paul preached, um, I think in Macedonia, and these people, they are really poor. They are very poor. And yet these people decide to partake the blessing of Apostle Paul's ministry. They want to send love offering. And while they send this big amount of love offering, Apostle Paul stayed there in that place for, for several days and observed how the way they live their lives. They don't have things in their housing. They don't have enough food for, for themselves and, and maybe they, they, they just manage, you know, a little amount of food just to, to get by. And now and now come this offering, they bring all this offering and give to Apostle Paul. And Apostle Paul said, no, no, no. I don't want to accept any of your offering. You need that offering more than I do. So take it back. I don't want to bring that. But these people force Apostle Paul to receive it. You know the story in in, in uh, Corinthians chapter 8. They force Apostle Paul, no Paul, accept this from us. Uh, can we go there? Can we go there? I think in First Thessalonians, uh, First Corinthians, uh, uh, Thessalonians chapter 8. Sorry, um, is it? Uh, no, um, second this uh, okay, Corinthians 8. 
Notice this. He said, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed of the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality in the giving. They have no money. They are not just in poverty, they are in deep poverty. In other words, when you say poverty, sometimes you, you really have a hard things, hard life, you know, a hard uh, things to buy food and all that. But when you are in deep poverty, that means when you go into their house, there's no food there. When you go into their house, there's no fridge. When you go into their house, there's nothing. They are in deep poverty. When you are in poverty, sometimes you still have maybe sardines there in the cupboard. You still have maybe some, you know, old oil there um, or, or things there, old, old um, the vegetables, onions, carrots. You are in poverty, but if you are in deep poverty, there's nothing there. These people are in deep poverty, but notice how, how this, um, their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. They are just giving big amount of offering. Notice this. He said, For to their power, Apostle Paul said, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power. They were willing of themselves. They were willing of themselves. Verse number four. Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. In other words, these people forced Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul has decided, no, no, I will not accept any of your offering. Distribute it among yourselves. You need that money more than I do. I don't want to receive it. But these people force Apostle Paul. What's the reason why? What's the reason why they force Apostle Paul? Because in them, they said, Paul, you are going to these places. You are going to share the gospel to these places. We want to be a part of that ministry. We want to go there, but we can't. But because you are going there, we want you to take this and make us part of this ministry. By you going there, whatever fruits you will have there in the field, that would be also to our account. They want the Apostle Paul to receive the gift that the Apostle Paul said that he does not want to watch, to, to receive. You see, and this they did, not as we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. You see, these people they just love the Lord. And they just want, you know, to be a blessing to the Apostle Paul. And the same thing is true with this um, woman. Elijah was encouraging this woman to trust in the Lord. This is your last meal. I know that, um, madam, this is your last meal, but listen to me. Listen to me. Um, Elijah said to the woman, um, we will do this because this is God's way. Put God first, then see how the Lord will work in this situation. When the woman was in that situation, her faith was tested, and Elijah 
spoke to her and encouraged her to put her trust in the Lord first. Put your trust in the Lord. Whatever you have, know how small it is. Know how small it is. Separate something for the Lord. Separate something for the Lord. And then whatever is the remainder, then that is where you are going to feed your family. But separate first, the, that little amount first. That's like a tithe. The tithe is a little amount. It's a 10% here, a 90% there. But this small thing there, you will survive. The Lord will make you survive with that. Because even if you if you take everything, you cannot survive. Even if you take everything and feed it to your children, there's no way you can survive. But if you allow the Lord to perform a miraculous in this situation, take God's part first, then see how the Lord will work. That is faith. That is faith. But the problem with us Christians, we don't operate in faith. We don't want that kind. We, we don't want this, this kind of faith. We want it to be sure. We want money in the bank. We want that in the budgeted. In other words, we put God out. We put God out. We don't want God to be a part of our everyday uh, meal. We don't want God to be part of that. So in other words, we live our life without God's intervention. We live our life every single day. And God is not part of that activity. But this woman, she listened to Elijah. She listened. And when Elijah said, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. And you know what? What's the response of this woman? Verse number 14. And, uh, verse number 15. And she went. Praise the Lord that she went. Because if she did not do what Elijah said, they are dead in the coming few, few days. They are dead. But praise God, this woman, the Bible says, and she went and did according, according to how much she, she, she wants to give to Elijah. No, according to what Elijah said. Not according to what she wants and what she's capable of giving. This is what Elijah said. Then she followed that. She followed that. She obeyed it. She obeyed it. Everything she obeyed. She obeyed. Then they survived. For many years, they survived. You see, Elijah could have justified not to make this woman give. Because of the condition of this woman. But Elijah knew that death is coming. The famine will not stop soon, and this is God's only provision for her to survive. So therefore, despite that Elijah's reputation is at stake here, remember, Elijah has the reputation. He is a pastor. And now, remember, he is going to take something from an impoverished woman. That is a no-no. No pastor or no person should take advantage of anyone. And now Elijah looks like, oh, the pastor is taking advantage of this poor lady. But again, because Elijah has faith, despite of this can ruin his reputation, but Elijah knew that this is the only way. And 
she wants this woman to survive and she wants uh, uh, he wants this woman to survive and he wants God to perform the miracle so therefore he did this okay uh, uh, um, madam give me first give me a little out of that give me a little first and let me eat this first then after I eat then you make for you and for your household and she went and followed it she obeyed and did what Elijah said and I will tell you because she obeyed wow the blessing after blessing after blessing every time she will grab that you know um, 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 barrel of meal there's flour enough for everyone she will bake it everyone can, can be fed and she knows it's gone finished she goes again for the next meal preparation there's there is this flour again and the oil there is this oil again every single time there is enough flour enough oil for them and then she goes back there is another so she will bake it and cook it and oil and every single meal every single meal the promise of the lord was fulfilled and, and, and verse number 14 for thus saith the lord god of israel the barrel of meal shall not waste neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the lord sent the rain upon the earth how many days is this how many days i will tell you it's not days two years and a half two years and a half every single meal every single meal there is this flour provided from heaven and there is this oil that will just you know um will never fail for two and a half years of everyday miracle every three times a day three times a day miracle breakfast there is still that flour lunch there is the flour dinner there is a flower every day the miracle is happening miracle after miracle why because this woman believed what elijah said to him to her and what a blessing that this woman really uh, obeyed now elijah he had faith to make an unusual request and he had faith to declare God's faithfulness. He declared before it happened. Before the woman was, you know, has consummated that giving. Elijah already foretold her that, you know what, this is what's going to happen. If you give me that little, if you separate me a little of that meal, this is what's going to happen. Elijah already proclaimed to the woman that this is what's going to happen. Then the woman perceived that this is a man of God. And it's impossible, but again, God is a, is a worker of impossible things. Then she believed it, what, what Elijah said. God did not speak to the woman. God spoke to Elijah. And then Elijah spoke to the woman. And the woman believed Elijah. And that is a blessing for that woman. You see, in verse number 16, it happened 
Verse number 16. This is when everything is done. When the request of Elijah was made, when the response of the woman was affirmative, and the woman baked it and gave it to Elijah, and Elijah consumed that offering. And then verse number 16 is when everything is done per perfectly as the Lord wanted it. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. The widow's distress, the prophet's faith, and lastly here, lastly here, the Lord's supply. The Lord's supply. Verse number 15, verse number 16. You will see that as the woman obeyed the Lord, the supply was given. If this woman did not believe Elijah, do you think God will supply the need of the woman because the woman is in need? No. That woman has, has, you know, has a choice to believe in Elijah's word or not to believe. But, to believe in Elijah's word is where the blessing would come. If she negated or she did not believe what Elijah said, she would not experience the blessing that happened to her three times a day for two and a half years. You see, I do not know if you have concern in your life. I do not know. Are you afraid? You know, uh, you will not, you will not fare well in the in the future in your career or in your. I do not know what fear do you have in your life. I do not know what what's really you know um, your your concern in the future. That that you you have to make a choice. Do I have to trust in the Lord in this, or I will just you know figure it out myself? Many of you young people, I think you just figure it out yourself. You do not decide to put your faith in God. Lord, I will serve you. I will serve you faithfully. Lord, um, I do not know if you will prosper me in the future. But Lord, let me tell you this. I will put my trust in you. But Lord, if I fail with this because I put my trust in you, I know that many people will be discouraged in putting their trust in you. Because they will look at me. See, look at this man. He puts his trust in God. And look what happened to him. But no. For all those people who put their trust in God. They are blessed by God. And I can see it myself. And I can see it even in my life. We just put, you know, Jinky can work good, good, you know, uh, uh, money. Can earn good money. I can earn good money if I would just make money myself. I can make money by the grace of God. But again, living this life on this earth is not just about money. It's about how the Lord will be glorified and how the Lord, you know, what is the will of God in your life? And and so many young people, they're afraid to trust in the Lord because. They are afraid that with God might call them somewhere and they don't like it. God might call them uh, to be a pastor and they don't like it. And see, look at these pastors here in Oakland. 
They have no house. <laughs> they cannot buy a house. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. Uh, you know, if you look at the pastors in the Philippines, the pastors in the Philippines, they will go to their treasurer and knock on their door. Uh, uh, says, can we can we have a cash advance, please? Because my wife is pregnant and we don't have food. That is very discouraging. Pastors like that. But that's happening. Some churches in the Philippines are controlled by, by the deacons and, and they control the you know the, the needs of the pastor. They will just it's very appalling. No one wants to be a pastor. No one. No one would like to be a pastor if you, they see the life of the pastor is hard up. Always asking the people to, to borrow money and they could not even pay. That is not right. But again, despite of the, the condition, despite of the possibility of the future, that oh, we might be impoverished. Uh, we, 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 might, we, might be, we might not be able to buy our own house. We might not be able to send our children to school. We might not be able to, um, you know, to, um, to afford if we, we, if, we, if we get sick and, and we'll be hospitalized. Um, we, we might go bankrupt because I will tell you, there's a lot of fear. But despite of that, if you will just put your trust in the Lord, the Lord will su supply your needs. You see, in verse number 9, and also in verse number 14, concerning this gracious supply that the Lord made for Elijah and the woman, notice here what happened in verse number 9. When God said to Elijah, Arise, get thee to Saripad, which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Verse number 14, because this is the promise. This is before things happened, before Elijah had spotted the woman, before the situations were known to Elijah, before the scenario there were known that, oh, this woman has no husband, and this woman has no money, this woman has no food. Verse number 14, it says, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, that the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the crucible fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. That is the promise of God to Elijah. And the promise of God to Elijah, he revealed it to the woman. He shared what God's promise to the woman. That, that is exactly what the pastor is doing. The pastors will preach the word of God and will see God's promises and these promises of God will be brought to the people. And the people can see it themselves and can put their faith and trust in the Lord. They will have the ability to put their faith in God because of the challenge of the word of God. This woman was challenged. She was challenged by this. As, the, as Pastor Elijah said this. So the promise of God to Elijah, he, he opened it up to the woman. He revealed it to the woman. And then let us see the duration of it. The duration of this promise. Notice that there are three important words here. 
the, the three important words is the word until the day. Remember, they are still in the first year. Just, you know, getting over the first year of the famine. There are still the first year, the second year, the third year and a half. So there are still one, two and a half years of no water, no food. And this is what God promised to Elijah. And the promise was, you know, uh, given to the woman. If you follow this, if you obey this, then this is what God is going to do. Until the day. You see? Until the day. How long is that? It's very clear. It's two and a half years. Because there are still two and a half years of the famine. And then we can see not just the promise, not just the duration, but also the sufficiency. The sufficiency of it. Verse number 15 and verse number 16, it is the story all over again um, in the book of, uh, uh, in the New Testament, in the book of Philippians, that the Lord will supply our need. He promised that, that he will supply our need. Verse number 15 again here, um, 17 of uh, 1 Kings. Verse 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did it many days. Verse 16. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. The, the, the Lord, he promised supply, and the supply was sufficient. They never lacked anything. They had everything that they need until the blessings of rain come. This is exactly what God promised to his people. If you look at that in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 18 and 19. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 18 and 19. This is what God said. Uh, verse number 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is why, my friend, we can find here that the widow's distress is indeed a distress, but it becomes a blessing. It becomes a blessing not just to the woman, it becomes a blessing to her and to her son and to her family and to Elijah, and it becomes a blessing to us. Because their situation can be our situation in the future, or maybe we have experienced this in the past, and the Lord indeed they are not supplying the need exactly how He supplied this woman. So this is a pattern by which all of us that believe in God can have faith in the Lord and will put our faith and trust in the Lord while whatever happens in the future. And also, not just the widow's distress that becomes a blessing, the prophet's faith. Elijah's faith was a blessing. It is a blessing and he is a blessing. Why? Because he is the one that made this woman put her faith in God. He, you know, instructed the woman and he, you know, showed to the woman uh, just to believe in God and you will see the power of God in your life. And the Lord was just, you know, displaying his power through the obedience of this woman. And then the great blessing of all is not just the widow's distress and the prophet's pain, but also the Lord's supply. The Lord's supply is, you know, sufficient in every way. God will supply all your need 
according to his riches by Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, my friend, in closing, I want you to see Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 1. Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 1, and then we close this in prayer. The Bible says, O Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name. For thou hast done wonderful things. Thou, thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Our God is faithful. Our God has done wonderful things for all of us that put our trust in him. Let's bow in prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for reminding us to put our faith and trust in you solely. Lord, because you are the one that will supply our needs. Lord, bless your people. Lord, I pray that we will gain the principles um, that we have heard tonight from the life of this woman. Her distress, Lord, was not really something that comes uh, by accident, but her distress uh, was a blessing to her eventually. But Lord, also, I pray that we should realize also ourselves that sometimes even though we believe in God, there are also distress that will come to us. But please, Lord, do not let us lose our faith. But rather, Lord, help us to put our faith uh, solely in you. Because in you, O God, and your name, there is a blessing because you are our faithful Lord. Lord, thank you for the faith of Elijah. Thank you for the faith of every faithful man and women. And Lord, thank you for the faith of every pastor and every deacon and every uh, uh, member of a church that is faithful to you, O God. Thank you, Lord, for their faith. Thank you, Lord, because you are our God who promised us of great supply and you, and you displayed it to God once again. You perform it before uh, the eyes of so many faithful people in the past. And we know, God, that you are still able to perform great miracles in our midst, even today. Bless your people, O oh God, and I pray that all of us will put our faith and trust in you. And thank you for your goodness to us tonight. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that.